podcast that is officially post-inspired. Uh, it was an incredible two days of learning, of uh, innovating, uh, and of surprise announcements. I'm uh, so happy to be joined by our first ever repeat guest on the podcast, uh, Joe Corigliano, to help me recap the event, talk about some of the biggest surprises, some of the biggest learnings that we've had, and also just uh, talk reactions to some of the news that we've heard. Joe, thank you for joining once again. Very, very happy to be here. I'm glad thank you, we're Joe. Inspire. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was good. I think some of our predictions came uh, through. Uh, there was definitely a lot of talk about AI. Uh, I saw one stat that was really interesting in the release notes this year uh, for Wave 2. Uh, Copilot was mentioned over 270 times, which is uh, wild to think about because last year it was uh, just a faint idea that we heard about in the first re uh, release wave, and now we're seeing it be a big topic. Uh, but there was also some other interesting stuff. Um, I know we chatted quickly, and you mentioned um, the year of the marketplace. That was definitely a surprise. I don't think I uh, expected to see so much focus on that. Yeah, you know, I think I didn't count up all the marketplace sessions, but I think there was at least six or seven that included Q&As afterwards. And yeah, it, it makes more and more sense that Microsoft wants to be able to transact, uh, you know, have their partners transact, observe their partners' transactions, co-sell with partners through marketplace. So it's you know as we know it's definitely coming for the whole dynamic stack it's it's here for bc and every other product will follow yeah 100 percent. and it's good to see microsoft also recognize that uh you can't just tell partners to go to marketplace there was strategic investments in the marketplace incentives for partners things like isv success got flushed out and and shown through general availability um, and also an investment in COSAL, which is really critical because at the end of the day, the marketplace is a medium that is facilitating the relationship between the customers and the partners and um, the partners and the sellers from Microsoft's standpoint. So that was really exciting to see. Yeah, you clued into it. I mean, it's, you know, the, you know I think we heard the same thing. They're going to start compensating their field for marketplace transactions um and they're going to make them co-sell eligible so it's definitely something partners need to have a pulse on and and see where microsoft is going in that in that fashion yeah i, I thought one interesting thing um that deb cup and nina harding were talking about um on day two was uh, how they're incentivizing um, the multi-party private offers and why that is so important for p2p uh, so besides the incentives for sellers, there was some interesting stuff for how partners can collaborate, make sure that they come together to deliver private offers to customers and really uh, streamline the selling experience. Yeah, I like their banter on on the topic. And yeah, they're they're certainly opening it up so to fit various partner business models. And um, and I, I think that's all a good thing. Agreed. Um, and we we kind of brushed through AI, but there was a big announcement that we weren't expecting, which was uh, Bing Chat Enterprise. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how 
the additional data protection, the additional workloads, uh, the changed pricing will incentivize enterprises to use AI in their day-to-day -day work. I kind of want to get my claws on it, and I, I, I don't know if you look, Khaled, but they had, um, I think they were really, they also rolled out, um, they showed that example of where you would take a picture and Bing would, would produce contextual information on the picture that was taken, and I, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Google's been doing that. I've been using that. Actually, you and I did it when we were in Copenhagen. We were using our Google app all the time to take photos of statues and and have it translated and explain things. I I think what they did is they added that feature in yeah. Bing, but they also tied in Chat GPT functionality to it. I couldn't quite navigate on my on my Bing app to that, but I think that's what they did. That's that's going to be fun for my upcoming trip. Yes, yeah, that's going to be very exciting for you in Paris. Hopefully, you get to explore all the art, see who did it, uh, translate things. You don't have to speak French, although you might still uh, get some looks in France for for no French. I know that's a big requirement there, but yeah, it, it, it was really exciting to see stuff like that, uh, new innovations, and um, uh, definitely including it also in the copilot workloads like um, with sales, with the Viva updates, with um, M365 also was huge to see how much of a focus on copilot there was. Um, and also they revealed the pricing uh, for Gen AI with Word, with Excel. Um, and we even heard from Satya that it's going to be that third pillar for uh, M365 between Word and Excel on one side, Teams, and then generative AI through Copilot. Yeah, you know what I like. What, what's beco you know becomes more and more as you attend more and more inspires is you you listen to Satya talk, and you know obviously his his talk is probably very scripted by the minute. And really, every single thing that he I was having a conversation with a partner leader that I know for many many years. CEO of a of a fairly large Dynamics ISV, and it's like okay, we listen to Satya word for word. He alludes to certain things. He'll mention certain things, and then kind of the rest of Inspire flows from from that one keynote. It's really quite an orchestration of how they do things, and really tells you to you know to to start at the macro and as Dan Rippey would say, watch Microsoft, and and then things flow from that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's uh, it's a good like glimpse into what's coming when you hear the keynote from Satya. And um, definitely one of the big surprise announcements that happened during that keynote was the data mining uh, and, and sorry, process mining, I should say, uh, for Power Platform. So that was very interesting. I mean, uh, for the longest time, this, uh, this space has kind of been dominated by uh, Salonis, I think, but um, good to see Microsoft get process mining in. Uh, that was a bit of an advantage uh, for SAP. So for us, Dynamics uh, folks, this is a good uh, upgrade to see, bring that into Power Platform, uh, be able to compete better. And of course, this is uh, maybe more of an enter enterprise offering, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, you have a good handle on it. I, I I just think it's more and more 
power platform in the world of dynamics. We're just seeing it in every form and fashion. And, you know, every partner I'm seeing is is building on, you know, building their apps using the platform. So I think Lamont is hitting his mark with that. Yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, Charles's big um offering like the power platform overall is huge and um i i think there was a big underrated or maybe under the radar um announcement around uh data and and power bi which was microsoft fabric so um a lot of in interesting stuff happening uh with azure synapse with the grouping uh, with power bi a bigger focus on data and analytics definitely again a bit of an enterprise offering, but maybe that is the theme. We heard about uh, Bing chat for uh, enterprises. Uh, we heard about process mining, which is definitely more of an enterprise uh, offering. And uh, of course, also Fabric, which I, I think is useful for some SMBs, but probably not as much as it is for enterprise. So do you feel like uh, this year we're going to see more of a focus for Microsoft on selling not just the SMB and SMC stuff, which we know from the sales plays, um, that's becoming a big focus and Business Central has been um, selling like hotcakes for the past couple of years. But it sounds there's more improvements coming to finance and to the enterprise space. Yeah, it's so interesting that you bring this up. L literally, this call I hung up with about an hour ago with the CEO of a, of a very well-respected, well-known ISV that's been around his impression was very, very similar, Khaled. You know, he's he listens to all of the AI announcements and to him, and I really trust and respect this guy. He's been in the business a long time. It's it's AI, all of the AI stuff is being targeted towards enterprise customers. That's that's his impression. And and for him, it's a positive thing because he sells a solution in SMB and um and it to some degree it competes with some of the enterprise stuff that microsoft's doing so he took it as his swim lane got bigger um because of all the attention and selling certain solutions in the enterprise um his smb solution will have a nicer fit in smb so i i, I followed his train of thought on that um so yeah i do think i think you're spot on i think the you know all of the ai announcements you know it's 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 obvious, like they're going to land at enterprise customers who are willing to invest in these areas. Um, and not to say Microsoft is going to give up SMB or SMC. I just think those swim lanes are just going to continue to self be, become more self-evident. And um, and so, yeah, I think it's it's good observation. Thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that viewpoint. Um, a lot more room for SMB service providers to build something um, to kind of give a middle ground uh, offering for a lot of customers that might be wanting it. And uh, we saw that reflected a lot of the award winners this year, uh, whether it is um, country award winners or specific sales play winners or, or on business transformation and, and services for customer experience. We saw a lot of, um, SMC or SMB um, providers win, which was really exciting to see. There's a bigger opportunity for some of the partners that maybe don't get highlighted as much, um, which is 
pool for sure. I think it kind of democratizes access, which uh, is a bit of the theme for things like Power Platform. So that was really exciting to see. And a lot of first time winners. So congrats to uh, all the winners that have gotten that new or, or repeat winners uh, for sure. And of course, all the finalists, which was uh, cool to see. Uh, I, I've had an opportunity in the past to be on the stage as a finalist. And um, I can tell you there's a lot of work that goes into, uh, honestly, more than the nomination and submission itself, just preparing to be on that stage with the digital production that Microsoft has for Inspire. Uh, it's interesting how much work goes into it. They they prepare you for two days for like two minutes of talking. Yeah, it's, it is. It is <laughs> like that. And so I have a question for you that I've, I've been talking about with other partners in the last two days. So, so yes, aside from, you know, some of these, these regional events, and I don't even know how many there were. I think we know there was one in Toronto. There was clearly one in, in the Redmond area where the partner of the year sat in Satya's keynote. And, and maybe there were some others around the world, but let's just agree for the most part, it was virtual. For the most part, it was a day and a half. I'm just curious for you, and I'd love to give you my opinion too. But like, do you do you like the fully virtual format? Do you does it work for you? Does it, you know, does it give you a chance to consume more, or do you love, you know, more going back to the world of forty thousand people in Las Vegas? I know that's probably personal for everybody, but what's your opinion? Well, I would like to have a mix. Um, I'm I'm greedy like that maybe, but uh i i do wish we can go back to the in-person uh events or or if we're going to have the regional hubs uh, expand access to them because uh, we heard like the brazil team called in uh for one of the keynotes i think and they mentioned they had 120 people so there's there's some hubs that had quite a few people but having a little more would be cool because then if someone wants that uh connection in person or regional connection that would be great of course for me redmond is the closest so i don't mind that at all because you would get all the flash uh from that session but i know the toronto one was fantastic it looked like the latam one was really good as well uh but yeah definitely would like to have some more in-person elements while also retaining the knowledge and recording some of the sessions if something is pre-recorded for sure but, you know, Joe, it's so hard to block off your calendar and people are always wanting to meet and things like that. So even if you block off time for Inspire just because you're in the office, you end up getting things booked over it. And then you're watching sessions uh, asynchronously anyway as recorded sessions. Uh, so if you do it in person, you're not losing out on much. You get people who are attending in person and then watching some of the sessions after as well. Uh, which is about the same experience as you're getting right now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, a loaded topic. I think I I, I like the I like what you said. I like the option of going somewhere because, of course, you know, I'm a people person. You're a people person. It's good to meet with Microsoft people in person and other partners and networking and all that. Here's the the benefit. I I went through. You know, what did we say on the first podcast? There was like 220 total sessions, yeah. not, include, not including repeats. I personally, and in my backpack, I saved, I want to say, 34 
that I felt no repeats, right? 34 that I felt could have some level of importance to any type of dynamics partner. So in the last day and a half, I think I got through seven of the 34. So, um, and, you know, I started a document uh, that, you know, others can collaborate where they could give their sentiments and their notes um, because it's, it's not, it's not, so I like virtual because it is efficient. I love the backpack. We have it, I think, what is it for like 90 days uh, is, is what somebody told me. Um, so I, you know, my ideal situation is to listen to all of the 32 sessions I had and, and really digest it. But um, so I do like, I do like the virtual because it's just more efficient. Uh, but let's see what happens next year. I, I, you know, my gut tells me that we're going to move into a hybrid world in Microsoft events ongoing. But yeah, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see. I, I think I agree with you on what will actually happen. Is probably a bit of a hybrid um, still in the next year. I mean, it makes sense. You're you're giving so much more access to a lot of people. Not everyone can make it out to Vegas. Um, and so that that definitely makes sense. You do take away some of the the grandiosity maybe of the event, but um, this is this is where we are. You know, maybe we'll have some metaverse elements. Uh, we didn't talk about that, but yeah. I thought there were some interesting elements um, yeah. and also announcements with Meta on on AI. But yeah. that was cool to see. Yeah, no, I know Microsoft and Meta coming together, right, with Llama. I, I, you know, I, I guess you know my take on it is just kind of a testament that, um, you know, there's there's synergies between Microsoft and Meta. Both, I think, and I think for the most part, I think Microsoft has gotten out of the, the, um, the hardware business. You know, mm-hmm. with their with, um, and you know, the last I saw, Satya was pledging support for the o- Oculus. So yeah. yeah, the llama announcement was pretty cool, and yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, I like what you've had to say about it. It's like an, it's an open platform, right? So they they you know Facebook opened it up, and and now other companies will develop on it and use it, and and so you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens out of that. But I'd love to see uh, a virtual, you know, a a metaverse conference one day we i gotta take out my oculus headset and use it for some reason i haven't touched it in two months now <laughs> yeah it, it would be cool to see that uh, you know it's interesting just to talk a bit of um, ai strategy i mean uh there's so much benefit for facebook and meta uh more broadly to get llama open source because you're building the moat right like the more data you have to feed your model the better your model is and the more you can build on it um and so i definitely see why it makes sense for meta to enter into a partnership like this but on the microsoft side i i feel like this is not a controversial thing to say but satya's tenure has really been the time of partnerships right like one of the probably more iconic pictures that we have is the Microsoft loves Linux um, uh, kind of a graphic that they threw up at Inspire a few years ago. And that was really interesting. And then you have stuff with GitHub and enabling open source. 
things like uh, even acquiring uh, Minecraft, but still keeping it available on other platforms. And now the Activision um, uh, deal that is going through for Microsoft. There's been a lot of interesting uh, deal making going on during Satya's tenure that also enabled partnerships. It still allowed competitors to cooperate with Microsoft, which is good to see. I think it allows us as users, as partners, to have some confidence that we're not in a closed ecosystem. It is not um, taking away other areas that we might want to go into. For example, if you're a partner that sells SAP and Dynamics, uh, you don't feel tied down if you sell an SAP ERP and then add on top of it with Dynamics CRM um, or have SAP on Azure or anything like that. That is still uh, something that is available to you. So that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, you know, I grew up at Microsoft and worked there during the bomber regime. And it was a regime where you you know, you could not take your iPhone out if you had an iPhone and not a Windows phone at the time, uh, because, you know, if you were in a meeting with Steve, Steve would take and throw it to the ground. Like I've heard stories of that. That never happened to me. But I, I do I do remember vividly and clearly that it was frowned upon to have an iPhone. And and that's how Steve was. But, you know, Satya turned the game around and hey, you know, I love his partnering approach. It's opened Microsoft to being, I'll say, more consumer-friendly, more partner-friendly. And you know what? The results show. I mean, stock has continued to grow and is at an all-time high. And um, and so kudos for what Satya put into the game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree, Joe. And uh, it's exciting to see the next evolution of this uh huge company uh, whose ecosystem we're all a part of. Uh, it's awesome to see the community come together, have commentary about it. I'm uh, so glad that we got to chat about it and recap and kind of go through some of our initial thoughts. And I'm excited to talk more once you've gone through all 34 sessions, uh, hear some <laughs> of your learnings, uh, see yeah. what you think is interesting, what you think is uh, maybe a bit less so. Um, and how partners can adjust their strategy. So very excited to hear all about that from you in the near future. Love it, man. And then vice versa. I want to get your thoughts on everything. I mean, the things I'm going to be clued into is how are incentives changing for ISVs and, and SIs in the dynamics world? There's There's been some things there that we need to dive into. Uh, obviously, the marketplace and transactability and, and making sure that, that ties in and we're ahead of the game with that. And then, um, yeah, and then I, obviously the new AI cloud partner program and, and the results of it. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm giving myself a couple of weeks to digest all this content, but uh, I'd love to talk to you further about it. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for spending the time here before you head off on vacation, a very well-deserved vacation. I'm really excited for you and uh, excited to hear about how you get to use AI um, all around Europe to make your trip all the much better. Uh, but thank you so much for hopping on quickly uh, before flying off. Thank you and thank you for this uh, this great service of your podcast. I, I, uh, I really appreciate what you do here. Thank you, Joe.